The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a monster Monday presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. I always feel like saying coming to you live, although none of you are actually watching it live. Coming to you live from a hotel room in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Your boy is on the call tonight for the Packers and the Rams with Kevin Harlan to finish off what's been an unbelievable weekend of football. Gosh, I love the NFL. Unbelievable weekend, by the way, for the Even Money podcast. Like, incredible so far. Hopefully, you guys. Have been enjoying that as well. And it's a new week and it's a holiday week, which means number one, please make sure you're following my social media at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod because I have not one but two Madden codes. I'm going to probably give them away tonight, probably give them away from the press box. I, I'm, I'm sick of holding on to these things. So follow my social media. And I'll give them both away tonight. Looking forward to doing that, hopefully. Um, maybe I'll do that tonight. I'm thinking I am. Well, sometimes I get busy. And then um, we'll have other winners. We'll have a spread the word winner via social media. We'll have a sponsor confirmation email winner. Spread the word winner this week. I'm going back to quote tweets. I like quote tweets. I like someone that. You know, Jack tweets the show at Ross Tucker Pod, or I retweet it at Ross Tucker NFL, or I post something, and you quote tweet it, and you say, love this Greg Cosell episode, or this is the best 30 minutes of my day, or I don't care, whatever you honestly think. I'm not asking you guys to make something up, but that's who will be the spread the word winner. Sponsor confirmation email winner, very simple. Take advantage of any of the sponsors you hear me talk about on the show. Could be just sending me a picture of you drinking Labatt. Could be Simply Safe, Masterworks, AG1. I get a new one today that I'm like already obsessed with. FitBod, it's amazing. And then you guys know I like doing the YouTube shout outs for you because it's just cool. It's cool that I can do a quick video 
and I know you guys really enjoy them. So subscribe and make a comment. Even if you just say, hey, I'm just here for the shout out, please, Ross. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross, before we get into each of these games, what are your overall themes from Week 15 in the NFL? Wow, Jack, I mean, I I almost don't know where to start, right? I mean, I, I guess I should start where I started, which was Saturday at 1, and it is cool. So the thing I love about standalone games is that it feels like we really are all watching the same thing at the same time. And especially on social media, it's like that that shared experience. I really enjoy that. And so the first game of the weekend, well, I guess there was a Thursday night game, um, which was Seahawks-Niners. But then of the weekend, since we last talked on this show, Saturday at 1, Colts at Vikings. And I not only witnessed, I called the greatest comeback in NFL history. I mean, Jack, think about that. NFL history. I was there. And it wasn't like it's the greatest comeback because it's the largest margin someone came back from, right? 33 points. But it was 33 nothing at halftime. It wasn't like it was 33 nothing early in the second quarter or whatever. It was 33 nothing at halftime. So just to be a witness to history like that, that people will talk about forever and me being able to be a part of it. It's just really special. It's really cool. And it's one of the things I love about broadcasting, like tonight's game with Kevin Harlan. I, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. Could be a terrible game. Could be an awesome game. You know, could be a really, really special, cool game. That's the thing. That's the thing that's so cool about going to games and broadcasting them is you never really know. You might see something you've never seen before. And that's certainly what happened for me on Saturday. Next thought is just I flew to Green Bay watching the Bills-Dolphins game. Man, I don't think I'll ever, ever understand the people that don't like snow games. It's just aesthetically beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It it I don't know why. I don't know how to f- like phrase it. It's just so fun to watch. It's just more compelling. I don't know if that's conscious or subconscious, but it is. This is why I tweeted we should all be rooting for the Bills to get home field advantage so that perhaps, you know, we get to see some really special weather games in the playoffs. And I, I understand people that want, you know, the game to be not weather impacted. I, I suppose I understand that, but man, visually, it's uh it's just so awesome. Some of the things that jumped out to me, man, coaching. 
Yeah, coaching is so big. You know, like, I detailed it during the Colts-Vikings game. There were a number of times where the Colts did not take more time off the clock when they absolutely could have and should have. Multiple end of the third quarter, some other times where they threw it. And I get being aggressive, but I kind of feel like there's times to be aggressive and times not, especially with how effectively the Colts were running it. Then Moss does Moss goes out of bounds. All those seconds ended up making a big difference. I thought Mike McDaniel for the Dolphins got away from the running game too much. But it felt like the Dolphins could run at will. And then, how about the Patriots? Do you let Keelan Cole get behind you in that situation with 30 seconds left? How how do these guys, Ramondre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers, think it's okay to start lateraling on that last play? I mean, how does that happen? I I don't know. And then the last thing, Jack, is probably just these walk-off games. There really is nothing like it. Now, like a walk-off field goal by the Vikings to win it in overtime is cool. Or a walk-off, you know, I guess the Bills had a game-winning field goal too. But Actual walk-off plays, like the Rayshon Jenkins pick six for the Jaguars in overtime, and the Chandler Jones, I don't even know what we're calling that, fumble recovery for a touchdown, which is one of the craziest plays I've ever seen in NFL history. I don't know what we're calling that, but... There, there is nothing like that in sports. It ends the game, and you're not expecting it. You know, the field goal you're kind of expecting. But these defensive walk-off plays are just absolutely electric. And I think one of my favorite things about pro football, end of the game, or in overtime, even on some level. I mean, the Chiefs were probably going to win anyway, but the Jarek McKinnon touchdown run to end it, man, there's something special about, you know, these overtime these overtime walk-offs, or in the Chandler Jones case, the end of the game. Speaking of special, I am so fired up about FitBod. Just found out about it last week, and already it's helped me change up my workouts. So probably like a lot of you, I have like a a home gym. It's not like a big home gym, but I have some equipment. And I think what happens is I kind of get stuck in a routine and probably why I plateau, probably why I'm not able to lose my last five pounds that I've been trying to for years, it feels like. Well, now the FitBot app creates a workout routine that adapts as you improve, and it creates a dynamic 
routine personalized to my equipment and my goals with the app. So already the algorithm changes and updates as you input your sets. It's very, very cool. I know a lot of you this time of year are thinking, I got to do something. Well, I honestly think that something should be the FitBot app. Join the FitBot app today and build a routine that grows with you without slimming down your wallet. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app free at fitbod.me slash Ross. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Ross. Also in the description below for the show. Fitbod.me slash Ross. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tux Takes. All right, well, we'll start with the Vikings conducting the largest comeback in NFL history, overcoming a 33-0 first-half deficit to beat the Colts 39-36 in overtime. Well, man, I mean, I have to start with this. That stadium's awesome. Hadn't been there since the Eagles won the Super Bowl. When we got in the booth, they had a personal sign that said, Welcome Westwood 1 and Tuck Spreads. And it had the Tuck Spreads logo, Jack. And it detailed the pregame food, the halftime food, they had a special delivery to our booth at halftime of nachos, cheese curds, chicken sandwiches. I mean, they get an A+. The omelet station was incredible. The candy was ridiculous. They had awesome fruits. I mean, it was just extremely impressive. And whoever, I think they said his name was Ryan, everybody a part of it from the Vikings, whether it's the PR staff, like John and Jeff and Bob and Carly, or Ryan the intern, or the Aramark folks that literally, Jack, all of the stuff's on my social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, literally wrote me a thank you card for eating their food. Like, what... What is going on with the world? I mean, it was so good. Speaking of so good, the Colts totally dominated the first half. I mean, their defense was awesome. They have a block punt for a touchdown. They have a pick six for a touchdown. But then the second half, everything like flipped. You know, Cousins and the Vikings offense went nuts. I am really surprised that Colts defense gave up that many points. And by the way, and it was like Dalvin Cook, K.J. Osborne, Justin Jefferson, all making huge plays. Cousins was amazing. 
the thing that's crazy is like Jalen Rager twice, twice caused Kirk Cousins interceptions. His only two interceptions by moving after he had settled against the zone, by stopping his route deep. And that was even when he was only in the game because Jefferson was out. So it's unfortunate. I thought the Colts threw the ball too much in the second half rather than running it when they should have been shortening the game the whole time. Unbelievable comeback. Justin Tucker misses two field goals while the Ravens offense continues to struggle without Lamar Jackson, losing to the Browns 13-3. This is a really bad loss for the Ravens. Now they're a game behind the Buck, uh, the, the Bengals. The Ravens were running it very well. I have no idea, none, why they threw it as much as they did. Tyler Huntley struggled, including a critical interception in the red zone when they were down 6-3. You mentioned Tucker missed a field goal, had another one blocked, both of which were critical at the time. Deshaun Watson wasn't great, but he made some important throws when they needed him. Um, which was enough. Miles Garrett had a huge day for the Browns, such a good player. And ultimately the difference, I mean, the Ravens only gave up 13 points. But they were 0 for 2 in the red zone, 0 for 3 on fourth down, plus those turnovers. And now they're on the outside looking in, in the AFC North. Josh Allen further proves that he isn't human, throwing for four touchdowns in a snowy victory against Miami, 32-29. You know, I thought the Dolphins really came to play. They really, you know, I thought with the weather and all that stuff, they came to play. And that's another example right there where I thought the Dolphins were really running the ball down the Bills' throat. But they would go away from it at key times. And I thought it burned them. There were a number of times where I thought the Dolphins should keep running it. They didn't. They threw it. And it wasn't easy for Tua in those um, in those conditions. I mean, you want, Tua's a good quarterback. But you watch how early he has to throw the ball and just the different path of the ball as compared to Josh Allen. And you see just how much smaller of a margin for error there is for Tua. So Dolphins end up settling for too many field goals. Josh Allen did what he did and did what he does. His arm, his legs, as usual. He is way too loose with the football, though. I mean, way too loose with the football. I loved him diving over the top for the two-point conversion to tie it. That was obviously insane. But he's he's way too loose with the football at times, and you feel like that's going to cost the Bills again in the playoffs. I I, I can't say I was um, surprised that the fans were throwing snowballs, but it's kind of like if you're going to leave all the snow in the stands, what do you think is going to happen there? Like what what do you think they're going to do? That that's the part I didn't really understand. Um, I thought Devin Singletary, by the way, should have scored the touchdown late rather than go down. Normally, I would say it's the right thing to go down. But in those conditions, 
you have a snap, you have a hold, you have a kick. And I've actually played in the game in upstate New York, in Ithaca, where our kicker to tie the game for Princeton at Cornell, he slipped on the extra point. Slipped and missed it. Um, gosh, we had so many brutal losses. Unreal. Um, but the, the big takeaway there is I thought I, I thought you have a higher probability to win if Singletary just scores a touchdown and the Dolphins get the ball back with 34 seconds or whatever, down seven. Uh, but it worked out for the Bills. Huge win. Desmond Ritter struggles in his first career start, losing to the Saints 21-18. Yeah, I mean, he kind of looked like a rookie, right? I thought he did a good job throwing the ball to Drake London at times, but then Drake London had that costly fumble. It's crazy because the Falcons, it's like all rookies. Ritter, London, Tyler Algier had an awesome game carrying the load for the Falcons, who they can run the ball on pretty much everybody. Um, And they had to play this game without Dean Pease, their DC who got hurt in pregame warmups. For the Saints, it was pretty much Jawan Johnson scored two touchdowns. And he's a heck of a tight end now. I remember him playing high school football in Jersey and then going to Penn State as a receiver. Alvin Kamara had a really good game. Um, And Taysom Hill had that bomb to Shahid, who's a stud. Mitch Trubisky leads the Steelers to a gritty win in Carolina, pushing Pittsburgh to 6-8 and eight on the season. Well, first of all, I got to say this again. Najee Harris looks so much better running the ball. Again, he is running downhill and hard. He got the memo. I love it. Speaking of love, how about the Steelers' 21-play touchdown drive at the start of the second half? Are you kidding me? They overcame multiple penalties for a touchdown that just kind of took the wind out of the sails for the Panthers. Panthers couldn't run it at all. And they couldn't stop the Steelers on third down. Steelers were 12 of 15 on third down. 12 of 15 on third down is just bananas. Absolutely bananas. Philadelphia matches their bet, their most wins in franchise history of 13, being the Bears in a close one, 25-20. Is that right, Jack? I didn't know that. That That's is the right. most 2000, wins the Eagles have ever had? 2017-2004, they both went 13-3. Most they ever had per stat views. Wow. That's interesting. Wasn't easy. Uh, the Eagles did not did not play their best, and the Bears the Bears are feisty, really feisty. I give them a lot of credit for the way they played in this game. You know, the Eagles dominate up front against everybody, and I guess the D line dominated for the most part. They had a bunch of sacks of Fields, and he did some unbelievable getting out of sacks too. I mean, Hassan Reddick had two sacks, could have had like five or six. Uh, but I don't really feel like the Eagles' offensive line dominated. I give the Bears a lot of credit. They don't even have Chase Claypool. St. Brown got hurt early in the game. Their right guard, Tevin Jenkins, got hurt early in the game. They lose Sanborn. But uh, Eagles didn't play great. They had a couple costly 
interceptions by Hertz that weren't good. You know, Miles Sanders had a fumble, and the Bears took advantage of it. Justin Fields, it, I mean, he's the third quarterback ever with a thousand yards, like Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick, and he deserves to be in the same category as those guys. Like that, he is in that category. He, he is that electric. Some of the runs and plays he made, it is outrageous how talented that young man is. I mean, Eagles missed a, a chip shot field goal. It was just not their day. However, they made the the clutch plays when they had to. Hertz had some nice down-the-sideline throws to A.J. Brown, who had a career high, Devontae Smith, and they ended up uh, getting the conversion late to win the game, and that's all that matters. But not not the best performance for the Eagles because of the turnovers or whatever, but they got the win, and the Bears have their fans feeling really good about themselves but didn't hurt their draft position. Everybody wins. Kansas City clinches their seventh straight AFC West title with a 30-24 overtime victory in Houston against the Texans. Second week in a row where the Texans absolutely played their you-know-what's off. I mean, they did, man. They are not very talented. But kudos to that coaching staff and Lovey Smith. He's got them playing. I mean, he really does. I thought Davis Mills kept fighting, kept throwing the ball to Akins, ran for a touchdown. Uh, but ultimately, the Chiefs are just too much. You know, obviously Mahomes was awesome. But it was a lot of Pacheco and a lot of Jarek McKinnon for the uh for the 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 chiefs and that was that was impressive almost as impressive as once again bills fans texting me pictures of that or tweeting me pictures of them measuring the snow in buffalo in the bat blue light cans i can't tell you how much i love that i think it was steven soroka again love labat blue light Love that that's how you guys measure the snow in Buffalo. No better way to watch any team than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light. Stock up. Be the MVP of your tailgate. Share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Jaguars went off a pick six in overtime, overcoming a 27-10 score to beat the Cowboys, 40-34. Wow, man. I mean, Zeke was grinding out the yards early. Dak was on fire. Cowboys got a huge lead. The only negative at that point was Van Der Esch. Hurt his neck, and the Cowboys are concerned about it. But then Trevor Lawrence has an unbelievable comeback. Third game out of the last four where he played awesome. Now, he did have a interception, and he had a fumble late trying to get extra yardage. Unbelievable hustle, by the way, by Micah Parsons. But it wasn't enough. It was not enough. You go to overtime, and then Rayshon Jenkins, who had a ridiculous game otherwise, 
has the walk-off pick six, which basically eliminates the Cowboys from contention for the NFC East, for the number one seed, and it makes they're going to have to go the long way in the playoffs now. Detroit defeats the Jets in New York 2017, winning six of their last seven to bring it back to 500. Well, we found out late on Friday, Mike White out as the doctors didn't clear him. So Zach Wilson starts. Mixed bag for Zach Wilson. You know, I thought he made some big plays. It's some clutch plays. But he also, from the pocket, didn't look great at times. Had a terrible interception. Um, the Jets just can't find a way to close these games out, right? I mean, they give up a punt return for a touchdown after they had a goal line stand, which is tough. Uh, Lions didn't even try to throw the ball near Sauce Gardner, by the way. And then fourth and inches. That wasn't really the Jets. That was an incredible play call by Ben Johnson for the Lions to sneak Brock right out. Wide open. Huge touchdown. Jets kind of getting field goal range, but not able to tie it late. Trace McSorley was unable to throw it on a dime for the Cardinals, throwing two interceptions and a 24-15 loss to the Broncos. Yeah, game kind of changed when Colt McCoy got hurt. I think it was 6-3. McSorley might have gotten the the Cardinals a field goal after that to make it 9-3. They were up. And to that point, the game had all been about Arizona's defense, especially J.J. Watt, who had an unbelievable game getting all over Brett Rippon as Russell Wilson was out. But in the second half, Brett Rippon was pretty solid. They moved the ball, scored a what, three touchdowns, at least two. Latavius Murray had a big day. Cardinals defense kind of wilted in the second half. I have no idea, by the way, how it might have been the most blatant non-pass interference call I've ever seen on the Cardinals two-point conversion attempt to try to make it a seven-point game late against DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, holy cow, it was like blatant. New England literally throws the game away, tossing a lateral to the Raiders, who went off another walk-off, 30-24. Raiders had both Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro back. Same thing as always for the Raiders. They race out to a big lead behind a bunch of mistakes by the Patriots. Like, they don't call cover Darren Waller down the seam for a touchdown. They're down near the goal line, and they get these pre-snap penalties. They had a bunch of pre-snap penalties the whole game. They get a, a, a punt blocked. Just awful. I, I tweeted this, Jack, and I mean it. They're not a well-coached team. The Patriots are not a well-coached team at this point. They're just not. Kyle Duggar had that pick six, which that that was all the momentum the Patriots needed. They got right back in the game with that pick six. And Ramondre Stevenson just was carrying the load. But then you have that wild end. Oh, well, first of all, you have the controversial Keelan Cole touchdown. You know, the video to me kind of looks like he's out, but it's not. It's not indisputable. And someone sent me a a really clean picture that looks like both of his feet are in. There wasn't a good angle on it to see if he was out or not. 
And then the throwback play by the Patriots is one that we'll be talking about for decades. Dicker the kicker does it again, giving the Chargers a 17-14 victory over the Titans with another game-winning field goal. You know, I was thinking about Joe Dolan from the Fantasy Feast podcast towards the end of this game because he was saying this is the game where the Chargers prove that they're not charging anymore. You know, this is the game where the Chargers prove that they're not what they used to be. And he's right. I mean, Tannehill was hurt, but he came back, gutted it out somehow. Herbert was not great. This, the game was 7-7 forever. Herbert was not great. Got sacked a bunch. Felt like under duress. Threw a couple picks. One of which, by the way, the McCreary-like ass inbounds was unbelievable. But when he had to, Herbert threw a frozen rope to Mike Williams late to get the Chargers in the field goal range, and they made it, and they won the type of game that they've lost for their fans so many times. Kudos to the Chargers. For the Titans, literally Derrick Henry was their whole offense. Big day running, big day receiving. Nobody else did. I mean, maybe Chiga Quanco maybe had a play or two, but that's about it. One final comeback for the weekend. Joe Burrow leading the Bengals back from a 17 nothing, another deficit, another 17 nothing trailing to beat Brady and the Bucks on the road, 34-23. How does that happen? That one team is up 17 nothing, and then the next thing you know, the score is 34-17, favor of the other team. Like, how does that happen? I'll tell you how it happens. Mike Evans, or I'll tell you how it happens, Botched fake punt. That that changed the whole momentum of the game. They run a fake punt and Giovanni Bernard isn't ready for it. Then Brady throws an interception. Then Brady fumbles. Then they fumble in exchange. Total meltdown for the Bucks. And then they couldn't cover the Bengals receivers in the second half. Higgins, Boyd, Chase. Wow. I really thought, I even tweeted at Ross Tucker NFL, where have these bucks been the whole year when it was 17 nothing and Mike Evans was dominating and they were looking great on both sides of the ball? Controversial penalties headline a Giants 2012 victory over the Commanders in a crucial NFC East battle. Yeah, late in the game, there was a questionable illegal formation call, a questionable non-pass interference against Curtis Samuel. Now listen, even if they throw the pass interference there – you still have to score a touchdown and you still have to score the two point conversion, but they don't usually allow you to go through the guy's body, right? Like through the guy's body from behind, like what happened there with Curtis, uh, with the defender on Curtis Samuel. Although I was thoroughly impressed by the giants. Avon Thibodeau was incredible throughout the game, including a strip sack touchdown, Daniel Jones in the first half was dealing to guys like Hodgins, Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James. That led to the Saquon touchdown. I mean, they were up 14-3 at halftime. Second half, Terry McLaurin made a big play. Jahan Dotson is incredible. I mean, Jahan Dotson is an awesome rookie. That was a terrific signing or drafting by the commanders. They have some dangerous receivers now. 
but they only ended up having one touchdown to show for it as they kept bogging down in Giants territory. And at the end, they weren't able to get it done. And now the Giants have a terrific chance to go to the playoffs, especially since there's a decent chance in week 18, Jack, that the Eagles might not play their guys because they might already have clinched number one seed. Boy, that is a huge benefit, huge for the Giants on their schedule. Shout outs, by the way. I'm going to say myfrontpagestory.com first because this is basically it now at this point, guys. I mean, even if you order the seven-day thing, you still might not get it in time for Christmas, but you might. Myfrontpagestory.com. Pizza Boy Brewing was there a week ago. Sporticulture, humanheadnyc.com. Steakhousesports.com, go-bangles.com. Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X. Backofficescheduler.com. We'll have the College Draft Podcast. We posted bright and early. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.